0: Hello, this is the Sensitive Matters Podcast, a podcast bringing empaths, perceptive people, creatives, unique projects, and sensitive matters into the spotlight. Join us for meaningful conversations that inspire and have the power to gently create awareness around sensitive and important matters such as mental health, conscious consumerism, sexuality, spirituality, ethical business, and much more. I am Christina Zipperlin, founder of the ethical jewelry brand Ananda Soul. I'm a highly sensitive human who values community, creative and spiritual exploration, and ways to make a positive impact. I'm also a psychology student and mental health and LGBTQIA advocate. We're tuning in from the magical island of Bali where I've lived for over 12 years and is the home of my jewelry company that strengthens and gives back to the local community. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we, together, explore sensitive matters. And now, enjoy the episode. For this episode, I invited my dear friend Kate Reardon, a mother of three girls who is a naturopath, yoga teacher, intuitive healer, author, podcast host, and co-founder of Natural Instinct Healing, a boutique retreat center based in Ubud, Bali that offers both retreats on site as well as in Byron Bay, Australia, and online. Kate is also the author of The Essential Cleanse, a book about her own cleansing method towards a more fulfilled, joyful, and lighthearted way of living. Kate's work has been featured in high-profile media such as BBC Travel, Women's Health and Fitness, and more. I personally have been so looking forward to to this conversation. Um, Kate is such a dear friend for I think almost a decade, um, and also such a powerful guide when I feel wobbled. She just has so many abilities that we'll go into but i'm just so so excited to have you here today kate welcome to sensitive matters
1: thank you for having me i'm so excited too and um Just to get to be with you is the best feeling in the world, but I am also such a huge fan of this podcast. I've listened to every episode, so um, the fact that I get to come and be a guest is like amazing. Mm. So thanks for having me. Yes, such an honor.
2: Um, So what I'd love to do is to guide us through a very short meditation, kind of just ground us in and allow us all to arrive. So for anyone who's listening, if you are in a space where you can close your eyes, you're more than welcome to do that. If it's not safe, keep your eyes open. Maybe just come inward a little bit. And just landing here in this moment, in this body. And coming with a very gentle curiosity of... Where is my tension pulled right now? Where does it feel comfortable, nice, soothing, maybe just okay or neutral to settle right now? And just taking a breath here. And just being with that for a moment. Finding a quality of resting in that. Maybe finding a quality of trusting in that. Maybe making a bit of a a mental somatic note here that there's a spot in the body, there's an area in the body that feels okay, that maybe even feels safe. And it might be temporary, but maybe it's a nice little, little earmark to have that when things get a bit intense, there's the spot that we can come to. Just by taking a moment and closing our eyes, noticing what's here right now. And taking another deep breath, filling the chest, filling the belly, filling this body. And Exhale. Whenever you're ready to join me in the space, you're welcome to open your eyes.
1: Oh, mm. Can I just insert you into my brain, please? <laughs> that was so nice.
2: Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you, babe. Um, I'd love to explore a little bit a theme that um, you and I have talked about a lot um, over the years and um, it is about how to truly be healthy in a balanced way. Like what does it mean to be balanced? And we keep coming back actually to the very name of your business, Natural Instincts. So what does being connected with your instincts and with your inner authority mean to you and how in your understanding does it relate to health? Physical, mental, spiritual health.
1: Yeah, well, it's such a big question and, and such a great <laughs> opening because um I'm exploring this so deeply in in my own life right now. Like you mentioned, I've I'm a mum of very young children and um doing so many different things, wearing a lot of hats. And so I was looking for this streamlined way for myself in my own direct experience of finding this balance and now i just want to throw that word out <laughs> and never use it again because it's about meeting what's in the moment with what we have and and that for health that's this whole health wellness healing for me it's like what's present now and what can i do in this moment and i think one of the missing links that most people don't look at when when they're assessing their health in all aspects is seeing ourselves as a whole, multi-dimensional being, because we are so much more than these muscle and bones, or our bloating, or our acne that flares up, or our um, you know cellulite. We're so much more than these freight train of thoughts the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. And we're, and we're so vast and we need to encompass all parts of ourselves, all parts of ourselves to really bring it all into this beautiful tapestry of, of healing and health and wellness. So health for me is it's so far beyond, you know, the yoga and the green juices and the, um, the aesthetic side of like the body and the working out. And it's also beyond even the mental health and the processing and the integrating and the looking at, you know, family constellations. And it's, it's, it's so vast. And that's the word instinct to me is something that we need to relearn. I feel like we are, are born with it. We are born with these natural instincts because that's how we survive. And that's how we get what we need in the world. Like I look at my daughter, she's one year old, my youngest, and her ability to get her needs met with no communication, she can't go to the toilet on her own, you know, she can't do anything for herself. And yet her needs are met in such a fundamental way that she has the rest of us in the house circling around her. And that's just like her natural instincts and her natural essence that comes out. And so I feel like there's a rewilding that happens when we start to strip away how it should look and we come back to how we are as these multi-dimensional beings. And that's how I would kind of, I guess, how, how personally I have reiterated that balance piece for myself. It's like, what do I need in this moment? How can I serve my my heart, my body, my soul, and my mind? And like, what's the highest, most purest thing I can do for myself in this moment? And sometimes that is, you know, going to a yoga class or joining an online course. And sometimes it's just sitting down with a glass of red wine in my hand, looking out at a beautiful tree, and just feeling the wind on my face. There's so many beautiful different ways of healing and wellness and it's not always how we think it is and so I I I think that instinct piece to answer your question in a very long way is really listening to that internal voice and and giving her him or, or whatever you want to call it um what they need in that moment there's
0: so much there and I I love whenever we speak because it's so on point for me personally you know there's like, yeah it's exactly what I've been sitting with I um you know I was born in Germany so my intellect is very switched on I have a lot of ideas of what's a what are good things to do and Just this morning, I was watching my mind. I have a very full day today and I started feeling overwhelmed and and I was like, wow, it's so big, the story that I tell myself in my head and how it literally affects my entire well-being. And I could be having an entire day filled with yoga and whatnot. And yes, it might affect my nervous system in positive ways but if I let my mind go crazy like that my organs still might be freaking out so I love that um the rewilding piece and also that kind of asking ourselves what does that actually mean like can we separate those things can we follow a to-do list of supposed great things and then the other things are bad right it's like that, that that um which I feel is so present in the world right now as well. Like, you know, the black and the white and where can we be in the gray zone and actually gracefully be in that gray zone with a lot of love and compassion of like the healthiest thing I can do right now is sitting with that glass of wine. Or sometimes for me, it's sinking into the couch and actually putting on a TV show. And my everything gets to be switched off and it feels so nourishing. So... I love that piece.
1: I love that piece, and I think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions in my industry, in the wellness industry, because like we've got to do our yoga for this, and we've got to do that for that, and we've got to do this, and we've got to, you know, get, and and then it becomes more stuff for us to do, and we miss the entire point of what these ancient rituals are drenched in, which is to constantly bring us home, and Mm -hmm. so when you're listening to yourself, like, like you shared this morning and you're like, okay, my mind's doing this and it can do that. And I'm just going to come over here into a softer place and go about my day. When you have that awareness and that presence, it just makes everything not easier because it's not easy, but it makes everything feel as though it's not going to take us out. Mm -hmm. that that gray Mm -hmm. piece that that you were Mm -hmm. speaking to it it's like we have a little torch in there it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. it's unknown it's uncertain but we but we have something that we can remember that we have a little torch inside of us and and we're going to get to the other side eventually but like you said it's really carving out those pockets of time to really drop into what is needed whether it's you know, binging a Netflix show or actually getting on the mat and rolling around and unkinking some stuff or bringing your friend or, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's so, so what we needed. And I think what's happening in the world, like you just shared, our needs are changing and shifting and we need to change and shift in the way that we show up within ourselves to be in this new energy that's coming out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so agree. Yeah, it make it
0: makes. I remember when I when I started like studying yoga and all the bits. Like, um, some teachers teachers kept talking about like the yoga off the mat, and and that's kind of what it makes me think of, like that that piece of being connected to the instincts as we're going about our days. And yes, you know, we'll we'll chat about tools in a little bit. There are amazing tools that that help us when we do spirals. Sometimes it's very helpful to get on the mat or or adjust her diet in a certain way or get a solid night's sleep or whatever it is. Like those things they have effects on our body, mind system. And where is it coming from? Like are we doing it from that intention to to have the connection to have the torch? I love that image of the torch through the yeah. gray zone. As we're as there's a lot
2: going on in the world. Mm. Mm. Yeah
1: yeah there sure is yeah mm. it's like
2: <laughs> I've just find myself just
1: <laughs> taking deep recovery breaths constantly all the time yeah. now because when these new feelings and thoughts and things are coming into our bodies it it requires that just like oh, and we keep going you know yeah well, yeah
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm. I love that we jumped right into like I know. That's so typical
1: in. of you and I. Let's just dump straight <laughs> in <the> deep end. <laughs> None of this wishy-washy bullshit at the sky. Oh, no. It's all good. <laughs> oh, um,
0: let's kind of rewind back a little bit because for anyone who doesn't know you, um, could you share a little bit – about what inspired you to start with naturopathy and healing and what you consider your, your calling and your mm, kind of offering your work to be right now.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful and um, such a beautiful question. For me to to even like think about for myself because I'm I really feel like I'm redefining how all of all of that looks and how I work in the world. So my background is um, in naturopathy and nutritional medicine. So I went to university and and got two bachelor degrees in in those areas. Really studied the body and biochemistry of the body and anatomy and physiology. Um, plant medicine and and herbal medicine in the traditional way and um, just went so deep in trying to understand the intricacies of the human body because I am fascinated by the body. I'm still fascinated by it. I've been studying it relentlessly for 20 years in so many different modalities and I'm still learning new stuff. And it still lights me up because I think like, how, how cool is this that we like have all this stuff going on and we don't even know. And it's just like, it just, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. And so That part of me is, I'm a bit of a science nerd as well. Like I love reading research papers and and really love getting into the science of of how we operate. And there's also a very uh, energetic, esoteric part to me as well. So I have been, I guess, communicating with the spirit world ever since I was a child. I have always had the ability to see energy and to feel energy. Sometimes things will come through me and I know that it's not from my personality, it's it's something else. So I've always had that um, guide or I don't really like the word channel, but I've always been open to my own sense of soul and spirit because I've always seen it and it's, it's always been there for me. Um, and And looking back now and a lot of the work that i've done it's it's definitely in in my family there's definitely an ancestral um, link there that's that's come through and so when I graduated from uni in Australia and I set up a clinic, and I started seeing patients and I worked so hard to get to this point and i and I had this vision. That I was holding for myself and it was like all dressed up in corporate wear because I always wanted to like I don't know wear nice clothes and have high heels on and I even had a briefcase to feel so important and um, I had this image of how I wanted to be and what I thought that I wanted to do and then when I graduated and started my own practice here in Australia I I started seeing clients and then more clients came in and then I started building up my practice and there was always something missing. And I went through this really deep kind of depressing state, I guess, because I climbed to the top of the mountain and I got the briefcase and I got the high heels on and I got everything that I'd been dreaming about for the decade prior. And it wasn't what I thought it was. It was just at such such this feeling of like, this isn't me, this isn't who I am, this isn't how I'm meant to be doing this. And a big part of that was I wasn't acknowledging, honoring or giving any microphone space at all to the energetic healer that that lived inside of me. And so I was seeing people purely on their diet and their presenting symptoms in their body and their mental health and and more along the counselling lines. But I wasn't looking into the parts of us that we can't see and the parts of us that we can't really even wrap words around sometimes. I could feel them energetically, but I I was kind of just like, tell me what you're eating for breakfast and pushing everything else aside. And it wasn't until I really started seeing myself and treating myself as a multi-dimensional complex imperfect woman that it really started opening up to me and thinking well there is there's more to healing than sitting in a clinic room with a briefcase and talking about gluten-free options for me and so um I wrote down this big list and I remember I, was, I had like re, the re process and I was like, I don't want to wear shoes to work. I don't want to wear makeup to work. I want to be on a tropical island and I'm like just totally change the vision. And then I ended up in Thailand and working in a health retreat there. And that is when everything just came into this essence for me of this is what I'm meant to be doing. And so that vision transformed into creating a safe space where people can really come to heal, not in an hour consultation or a half an hour checkup, but in seven, 10 days of just yoga and beautiful surroundings and meditation and slowing down and really be held and giving people the tools that they need, not just Eat this, do that, do that. But how do you feel about that? And can we incorporate maybe some of this? And let's watch this documentary. And I want to share this recipe. And can we talk about you know your father because I feel there's some energy there. And just make room for everything. And so that became the new dream, and that's how uh, Pat, my husband, and I ended up in Bali, and we created um, Natural Instinct Healing, and it's just been such a beautiful journey and an oasis of rejuvenation and regeneration and to, just to really hold that space to see people return to themselves to come home to themselves to clean up their mind clean up their body really bring themselves into this balance <laughs> that word that I hate of whatever <laughs> that looks like for them so that the, they can be in their best and highest potential. So when you ask about my calling, my calling is to be the best Kate that I can be. The best Kate that I can be in any moment, know what a, what's going on. And, and that's like showing up in the way that I want to do as a wife and as a friend, as a daughter, as a mother, um, as an auntie, as, as all of these things that I play and just making sure that I am living a life that is full and that is, is alive. Like I want to feel everything here. I want to experience it all. I'm like, give me all the life. I shouldn't say that too much, but (laughs) giving my current circumstances, but it's just like, I, I, I want to feel it all. I want to be there. I want to be present. And so that's how I'm working with people now. It's really like bringing them alive and bringing them into their full potential igniting something in them that allows them to feel like they are in their highest and truest self whatever that looks like for them and um, the way that I do that with others is removing anything that's blocking that from happening so it's, it's kind of in, in my book, I talk about this weeding, seeding and feeding process in order to have the most beautiful flowers and create the most stunning garden and just have this incredible forest of creation. We first need to weed and pull out everything that doesn't serve us on every single level. So whether that's physical toxins that's weighing us down, uh, inflammation or old injuries or hormonal imbalances or viruses or bacteria or whatever it is on that level. And then also weeding out the mind, our self sabotaging beliefs, um, the stories we tell ourselves, you know, any psychic debris that we've picked up from other people, anything that keeps us constricted and stuck in, in something that is not our, our, our truest self. And, and so that's the weeding part. And then the seeding part is really allowing what wants to come through us to come through us. And then the feeding part is the, um, everyday self-care. So that's, I'm going to treat myself with love and compassion and I'm going to eat well, and I'm going to, you know, help others where I can or or whatever, whatever that is, but it's the day to day. So the weed, the seed. And the feed, and so that's that's the process that I take people through. And for me, it's it, it's cyclical, as we know, healing is never linear. And I just keep going through these cycles of that within within my own life. And it's it's a I I found this word recently. It's brutal, so it's brutal and beautiful at the same time. And I just merged them together because I kind of like how that sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a brutal process. Right.
0: It feels on point. It feels real. Um, I was going to ask you about your book and chat about that. So I think let's, let's just um, do that now. So it's called The Essential Cleanse. And
2: yeah,
0: is there anything else that you feel you'd want to add? Like what was the original inspiration to write it? And, and um, it sounds like it's still very much on point point right with the weeding the seeding
1: yeah yeah well it was just um it was people kept asking me for it because they'd come on retreat and and have these amazing experience and then go home and as anyone who's ever been on a retreat any kind of retreat uh you know that the real work starts the rubber really hits the road when you're back at home when the laundry is piling up and the kids are going crazy and the partners are at you for something and there's no milk in the fridge and there's no petrol in the car. And I mean, that's, that's where this really comes into play because when you're lying in a hammock on a beautiful beach or under a coconut tree in Bali, it's like, yeah, I'm so aligned, (laughs) but it's in these moments of chaos and uncertainty and overwhelm that we are all in right now and that we are all collectively in where this really comes into play. And so people kept asking me, I want you in my lounge room. That's what like, that was the message that kept coming through. And so I wrote the book in 21 days and it's a 21 day journey to take people through the weed, the seed and the feeding stage. And um, it was such a big thing for me, as you know, being a writer, it's it's kind of like open your heart and just let it bleed all over the paper and then be totally fine with it. And then good luck and see you later. <laughs> So it was such a big process. It wasn't kind of like, yeah, I wrote this book and now it's out in the world. It, it took me to every edge that I have ever known. I had massive vulnerability hangover. I was freaking out. I, I remember the the day that it launched, which was years ago now um i was just shaking because i was like the whole world is about to read my my diary and um and but it's been it's been so so beautiful and i think that anyone that creates any type of art form goes goes through that you know that that part of the creation i'm sure you go through it all the time and it's just something that i could um offer from my heart and that's that was really the intention behind it
2: mm,
1: thank you yeah those
0: creations that we bring through it's huge yeah so much magic there and so much it feels beautiful.
1: it feels brutiful <laughs> I know I feel like that's going to be our wor- world of word of 2022 brutiful.
0: I know especially if you if you dare to live and let life in like you said right like there's yeah. There's the option to numb, which is really, really tempting a lot of times. And if we choose not to, or for the most part, not to, because sometimes it's helpful, um, then it's, yeah, it's intense. (laughs) And it is incredibly beautiful to feel the connection. I mean, you're, you're in Australia where the floods are happening at the moment, and it's so awful what has happened to so many people and at the same time hearing you share about the way people are showing up for each other is it gives me chills of
1: of just yeah it's been feeling the hearts yeah it's been so beautiful to witness so uh just to give people a little perspective I'm in northern rivers in in New South Wales and we've just had a massive flood that has come and left about 300 thousand people displaced and evacuated people have lost homes have lost businesses have lost their farms their animals there's been deaths there's it's just been absolutely horrific Um, we had no support from any government officials for 10 days so the community rallied and set up all of these evacuation centers i mean anyone that had a boat was going out in these crazy waters and rescuing people who were sitting on top of their roofs Um, and it was just it was just extraordinary to witness and it's it's been so brutiful I think this is going to be our word babe for this year right (laughs) it's um it's what it's shown me is that I feel like COVID completely divided us especially here in Australia I'm not sure like what the pulse point was like anywhere else because I have no direct reference point but here it was like you're wearing a mask you're not wearing a mask you're vaccinated you're not vaccinated get away from me get close to me and it was just like this division and someone said to me you know the other day isn't it interesting when we're in a quote-unquote fake crisis humans are shit like they're assholes to each other like it was it was awful but when humans are in a real crisis that's when they really shine and that's where it's like everything else just gets out and it's like human to human heart to heart I'm here what do you need let me know and and that's what I'm feeling and witnessing and and again it's like It's this gray area of being able to hold it all and feel it all. It is devastating and it is so heartwarming at the same time. And I think that our capacity to really feel like you were mentioning before and really show up to life in a way that makes us feel alive is so needed right now because we need to feel all of this pain in the world. Otherwise we're not going to fully process it. And it needs to run through our body. You know, there's so much, this is one thing that's disastrous and, and, you know, it's apocalyptic here in Australia, but this is one tiny piece of the world and there's so much going on everywhere else, but our ability to Be with what's happening and be with it in our bodies in a way where we don't numb and where we don't run away and when we don't contract, we just let it run through us is is the medicine for this time. And so, yeah, I was really thinking about that this morning in my meditation. I dropped my eldest daughter off to school and I'm I'm completely safe. The water didn't enter into my house at all. Our office got taken out, but my family's safe, we're dry, we've, we've got power back on. And I was talking to this mother that had lost everything. She has nothing left, nothing. And I was able to feel grateful for what I have and feel her insane pain as well. And I think that when we can strip all those barriers down and really meet people like that, that's how we're going to really lift and change What's happening now in the world, but we need to do that for ourselves first. We need to do that work for ourselves first. And like you shared, it's like meeting ourselves in our wholeness and in our natural instincts and in our own expression and being okay with our anger and our rage and our jealousy and our comparisons and all of these things that we deem quote unquote negative just to just to make space for everything and be here with it all is is definitely the medicine for our time.
2: Yeah. Cannot agree more. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Thank you. Um I'd love to um
0: shift a little bit into picking some of your wisdom for the listeners and um and exploring some of the areas that people might be going through. Mm. And one piece, you as a mother of three, that I know you're very knowledgeable and experienced in is fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, hormonal health. And I was wondering if you could speak to the topics of hormone balance, mm-hmm. there's a word, <laughs> um, and fertility, and mm-hmm. um, any tips you have for women who are wanting to balance their cycles who are maybe wanting to get pregnant or just getting into a full thriving stage, um, around their hormones and their fertility?
1: Yeah. I love this question. And I think that it's so needed and so incredibly important. The first thing that I notice in women, and this is very, very true for me, is that we need to be inside our bodies first and foremost. Like, like you mentioned before that, that, um, that mind of yours, you know, with your German heritage and it's so strong and it loves to come in and control and take over what that does. and, And so many of us can relate. I mean, I relate 100%, but what that does is it takes all of the energy out of our body and into the mind sphere. Also, if you're in some kind of pain, um Whether it's emotional pain, you've just been through a breakup with a partner, or um, just this kind of trying to find out your purpose or not feeling right, or just there's so much helplessness in the world and you don't even know where to start, or actual physical pain, like painful menstruation, pa- painful headaches, painful digestive issues, all of these things present themselves to get your attention. They're not quote unquote things to be solved. They're not things to be pushed aside and suppressed and just take some pain medication and get on with it. The signs and symptoms that our body gives us essentially is trying to give us a message. And when I say living outside the body, I remember, and you can probably relate to, honey, when I first moved to Uber. And um, was going around and, and seeing some of the incredible healers we have there. And one of them is Dr. Adolf Brown, who's a dear friend of both of us and his gorgeous wife, Tamara. And but he said, you're so outside your body. And I'd never heard that phrase before. And I was like, what's he talking about outside my body? Like this guy is seriously deluded he has no idea (laughs) and and I didn't know what the concept was but I was I, I wasn't living in here at all I was always either up in my head and trying to run a business and on the ground and push 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 or I was trying to escape and go into some kind of you know spiritual euphoria where I was um, always looking for the next kind of spiritual high and bliss and and just like, yeah, I just want to like do some yoga and hang around. I wasn't in tune with what was really, really happening inside my body. And so when he said to me, you're not inside your body, I was just like, what, what does that mean? But it was such a beautiful question to ask me because it was an invitation to come back in. And whenever I see a woman that is experiencing a lot of hormonal uh dysregularities, whether it is through the menstrual cycle, whether it's through sleep, um, whether it's through, you know, in any stage, whether it's perimenopausal, postmenopausal, um, even through their eating habits, their moods their skin tone, all of that, it, it all comes back to how in tune are they with what's going on in here. And how we come back home and get in tune is listen, listen to the signs and symptoms of our body. So the first piece to that is always just taking an inventory of, of what's happening. And it's like, okay, well, um, I'm, I've got this flutter in my chest and I'm feeling really anxious and I know I'm not digesting my food properly and I'm not sleeping well enough and I'm on my screen too much and just not going into a shame spiral, but just doing this inventory of what's really calling me right now. And wherever the biggest pain point is, is what's calling you right now. And that can show up in our emotions that can show up physically in our body that can show up in our dream life that can show up in so many different areas because we are so multidimensional. And it's really taking this inventory with no judgment, no blame, no shame, just assessing what is and then going into the practicality of that, which is okay, how not how can I fix change mold heal? It's like how can I meet this with love and care and compassion? And bring myself back into alignment. So for any woman that's listening to this and going, yes, 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 this me, this me, this me, <laughs> the first thing to do is what does my body need? What does it need? I, I wish that I could give every woman this five-step process, but healing doesn't work like that. That works on Instagram for a quick 30-second. Oh, yeah, okay, five ways to whatever it is, shiny hair or flat stomachs or whatever. But your intuition, your wisdom, your ability to go in and meet your own needs is the way it is the medicine. And of course, we get support around that because we don't always have that area of expertise. So, I mean, even me, I'm a naturopath. I see a naturopath as a client because I want someone to literally tell me what to do and what to take so that I I don't miss anything um but what does my body need what does my body need and we always start so simply number 1 on every woman's list should be rest no matter where they are what they're doing what their circumstances are there is no award for being overworked and pushed and go 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 and i feel like that way of being in the world as women it has to change i'm talking to myself directly here Casey can't notice. (laughs) And we need to carve out a new way. And this is rest first, rest first, then we rise. (laughs) And so it's, it's really rest. Are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough sunlight? How many hours have you spent off your screen? When was the last time you went out in nature? When was the last time you had a self-pleasure practice or went for a massage or went you know, dancing and allowed that wild woman out. These are the basic fundamental things that we always overlook because we think, okay, I've got to have this many milligrams of magnesium. And I've got to combine that with this many milligrams of fish oil. And I've got to balance that with this many things of like simple, slow practices are the gateway in. And then we just keep building on those. So rest, sleep hydration, connection to nature, connection offline. And then what's happening in my mind? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm overworked. I am busy. My mind is, it's like a freight train going off in there. Like, what can I, what does it need? Well, it needs to slow down. It needs to, I'm just shooting from the hip here, but just some examples, it needs to know that it's safe to know that I'm going to be okay. It needs to, to reach out to others because I'm feeling so lonely. Right. And then, and then in that soul, what, why am I doing all of this? Why am I actually here? I've got my foot on that accelerator and I'm going so fast and I'm not taking it off. Why? What are what are the biggest bigger intentions here at play? And when you start this act of self inquiry, the answers are just there. They really are. I always say to people, you know what to eat. I mean, of course, I, I I sit with someone and I do this all the time when I'm when I'm doing diets and nutrition with people, and we'll tweak certain things here and add some protein earlier on in the day, and um, making sure that you're spacing this out, and add some more omegas here. From, from a professional point of view, but we know how to take care of ourselves coming back to that fundamental instinct. So what I'm really interested in is why aren't we as women? Why don't we do all of the things that we know that nourish us? And if you, if you look at it from that reframe, that's what needs to be addressed first. Because I can rattle off and say, "Well, you need fish oil, and you need protein, and you need this and that," and then it becomes just like another thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at what are my needs, what's the inventory of what's going on, what are the signs and symptoms, what's my body telling me, and why aren't I taking care of myself? Why aren't I resting? Mm-hmm. Why am I scrolling at midnight every night? You know that self inquiry, and again, no blame. No shame, no judgment, but that self inquiry in itself serves up so much potent self awareness that then the rest of the things come into alignment easily. And what's beautiful about this is you'll you'll meet the right dietitian that you you need to go and see, or or someone will say, "Oh, I just had this amazing cranial," and you're like, "That's exactly what I need," and then that will come to you. It's like. All the things are always there. You know, when I, when I was um, studying, her- before I started studying herbal medicine, I, I spent a lot of time in the Amazon jungle. And one of my teachers there said to me, the most poisonous plants in the whole jungle, the ones that can kill you within seconds, the medicine, the antidote is always with it where you can see, always where you can see. And this that just stuck with me on that metaphoric level my whole life, because it's like everything we need is so close to us always, but we just need to be in tune with those needs and to be open to receiving the um the little whispers that come when they come, so for a woman that's listening to this and is really wanting to go into her fertility her hormonal, her, um, that side of things, I would say, what does your womb want? What does your womb need? And how can you serve her? How can you serve her? And, um, that's such a beautiful gateway in actually, I'm just thinking I have a process to do that and i'll i'll send you the link and you can share it with your listeners to Mm. to enable them to have that direct experience because it's it's there's just so so many jewels there for us to explore Mm, that would be amazing Yeah. yeah
0: um oh why am i not doing it that is massive and um so spot on yeah. there's such big questions and I can see how then, you know, your, your original, like um, going deeper and bringing in like the, the whole being. Cause then I, like, for me, if I'm just doing that exercise in a very basic way, I get to certain beliefs that were planted when I was very little.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, then you, you, you know, you, you mentioned like, Oh, father, grandmother, whatever, like immediately then comes. And if I, then don't look at that. I know uh, the hormonal balance piece or whatever it is that I choose to work on would have a harder time to to come into place, even if I do follow every single supplement that um, yeah I'm told to take.
1: Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, I'm a naturopath. I'm trained in this. And even when I go to prescribe something for myself, I'm like, what's my intention for taking this? If my intention is to to bring my my body back into balance to really be the best that I can be then yes it's a green light go and take it but if it's I want to get out of my pain body I just want to fix myself I'm broken I'm not good enough I'm not this I'm not that then that supplement is not going to get to where it needs to go inside my body so on that energetic level and so it it that exploration of intention again and again and again and again, even before I eat. And this is a a beautiful tool that I do. I, I ask myself, what do I want to feel like in two hours time? That's when I'm choosing my meals. It's like, how do I want to feel in two hours time? So this morning, for example, um, I have been running around and dropping off things at evacuation centers and collecting things to take to people and and doing lots of laundry for people that don't have power. So I was a bit like "Ah," all over the place. And I knew I had this interview today. And so I made myself a really big cooked breakfast with mushrooms and tomatoes and kale and eggs and gluten-free toast and avocado, just to bring my energy down and in. Because I knew that if I was just running off a croissant and coffee, for example, Um, which does happen. I am not perfect. Um, I I would, my energy would be all over the place. And so it's these little things that are actually big things and self-care isn't some, it's, it's not how we treat ourselves. It's, it becomes a whole way of life. That's what is really exciting me at the moment as well. And it's like, how can I nourish myself with what I'm wearing and your jewelry is a huge part of that. It's always like, I mean, I, I never, um, think, Oh, I'm going to wear these earrings because they match this dress. I'm like, how do I want to feel? I want to feel powered. I want to feel embodied. I want to feel like a, a goddess, like getting into my feminine. I, and so then I will, col- I will choose pieces because I, I have so many of an under cause I'm like <laughs> literally your biggest fan in the world. To match that frequency that I want to bring forward, and so um, it's it's this it's not like health related now. It's it's more like how I live my life, how I show up every day. I think I just went on a massive tangent. No,
2: it's it's
0: perfect. (laughs) It's exactly um, it's exactly that. Well, since you mentioned Ananda and you it's been so beautiful to to have you by my side on this journey of of um running this business and designing this jewelry just curious um if you have any favorite pieces or in general just how how yeah what what the jewelry brings out in you you touched on it a little bit
1: yeah well firstly um it's been so beautiful to watch you create and to see this process. And for those of you listening, Christina is like, it's not just creating an earring and sending it off to the makers. It is like this process of bringing it through from her heart and sitting with it and drawing with it and feeling it. And really like, what, what can I give the world in this way? And I've never seen anyone create jewelry like that before, until I met you, it was so beautiful. And I'm, I'm continued to, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm constantly inspired and in awe of you and just every new collection, I'm like drooling, like, <laughs> because it keeps moving and changing and morphing like you do, like we do, like we all do, which is so beautiful. But the intention again, behind each piece, it's so thought out. It's so felt. It's so, um, it's just, it's, it's, it encompasses all of us and all that we carry as women. And so what I love about Ananda, first of all, it's held me through so many times in my life, like this beautiful citrine ring I have here. Um, Pat bought me for one of our wedding anniversaries, like eight or nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have, gorgeous earrings. I can't remember the name of any of them, but that I, I bought myself after hitting a huge career milestone. Um, I, I have a pair of earrings that I bought myself after losing a baby. Like they, there's just been so many times in my life that Ananda has come in and become part of my self-care and part of my adornment. And it just, it's so beautiful. And so to me, like I said, the jewelry, it's not about matching something with this. It's like, how do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to feel? And who do I want to support? And I think that now this, we've all woken up to the fact that the fashion industry, the jewelry industry, even my industry, the wellness industry, like we need to make massive changes in the way that we consume if we're going to save and live on this planet for much longer. And so that piece for me, the sustainability piece, the giving back piece, how much integrity you show up in, in a brand and in your own life in that way, I'm constantly inspired. And you've actually taught me so much in, in how to do that. Um, in terms of choosing a favorite piece, I knew you were going to ask me and I'm like, that's like picking my favorite kid. Like that's, how, that's not even how can you even ask that? I pick Lakshmi, I'll be cheating on my earrings, and if I pick them, I'll be cheating on my ring, and it's just like how can I do that? But I will say, and I, I had them on, but because I had to put headphones on because it, it's so loud, these earrings mm, oh, one day at a time. One day at a time. Mm-hmm. So I had a a really bad accident three months ago that left me in a wheelchair and I'm still recovering. And these arrived like a month into my recovery. And so I, I wear these every day and it's for the message. I mean, they look gorgeous and I love looking gorgeous, even if I'm lying in bed and you know can't move, but it's, it's the, it's the meaning and the intention behind it. And so I would have to say for now, these are my, these are my favorites. Mm. Hmm. one day at a time one day at a mm-hmm. time and I have to tell you a funny story so this one you are loved which we, we happen to wear the same oh, one today the Same
2: one. planned
1: <laughs> I know so this is one of my favorite ones and I have a little spot in my bathroom where I put my jewelry and I try and put it up high so that my kids can't get it I have three girls I mean the little one she loves playing but the the other two are four and six and they just started like getting into jewelry and so Ruby my elder she's starting to read as well and she was like Rick she read the back and she's sounding out the words you are uh, you know when they're starting to read it so cute you are loved and she's like how come only you are loved (laughs) we all how come we're all not loved and I was like well it's it's for the person who wears it to remind them that they are loved. And so now her and Evie go in and get this necklace and put it on themselves. So they're we like, you are loved, so that they can be loved too. And they're already fighting over which pieces they'll get when I die, which is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where they got that from, but I think this, that's what's so beautiful about your brand is that it's and and it, it is jewelry that I will pass down to my daughters, which makes it even mm. more special. They miss those girls. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> they miss you. They're like Auntie Titi. I know my name.
0: Titi. Yeah, Titi. Aww, thank you. Mm. Mm. My heart feels so so warm. Mm. Um you talked about the girls and I there's just one one piece that I was gonna ask you still around the the motherhood um topic of having gone through three pregnancies three births and your eldest being six now what are the pieces um that you've learned on that journey and and how let's say was your was this last year with Frankie Angus being here what's what's different mm. and yeah i'm i'm going to weave this one in as well and it's a very very big topic and you mentioned you did lose a child and and um just for other mothers out there like just anything that comes through at the moment that you you'd still want to add to that to mm. that topic
1: to that theme yeah i think like it's just so big and I'm still very in the early stages you know like Pat my my husband he's like we're gonna have three teenage daughters in the house at one time like he's massively freaking out and I'm like yeah but we'll we'll get you it's it's gonna be okay but so so I share that because um I still feel like I'm learning I still feel like I've got my training wheels on I I feel like I'm failing every single day and the thing about that is um being tender with myself I think is probably the biggest thing that I have had to really embody is this you're doing the best you can and that's enough and because I I'm prone like you we've spoken about this many times and I'm sure many listeners can relate that I put so much pressure on myself to get it right, and so it's I, again it's that tenderness and that piece of really just taking some of the pressure off myself and and just being the best that I can in the moment and 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 having to be okay with that and. So my journey into motherhood was a wild and and rocky road and it it has continued. (laughs) Um, Like you mentioned, I I lost three babies before I had Ruby, our eldest. The first one was very traumatic in terms of my physical state. Um, So I... I was basically in a state and and very high risk for internal hemorrhage and rupture of like my whole womb inside. And so my only options were to take a round of chemotherapy to abort the baby or um, have one of my fallopian tubes removed. Because I was in Bali at the time, I couldn't fly to Somewhere else to get other opinions, or you know, the the medical system in Indonesia is is not as great as we know, as in somewhere like Singapore, Australia, for example. And it was it was really scary. It was it was terrifying. And um, what broke my heart is that, and any woman that's had a miscarriage, lost a baby. It's something that you want so much and then you get it and then it's taken away from you. It's like a grief that I've never felt and I would never wish upon anyone. So the first one, I had a lot of physical things that I had to overcome and then I'd done so much work on myself. I I had a two year break then and was just like, okay, I'm coming back into my body. I'm going to work through my shit. I'm going to get myself cleaned up. I'm going to get myself so ready to have a child. And I really, I did a massive detox and purge and, um, you know, was looking at some inner child stuff and, and weeding through so many things. And then when I felt ready again, which was a two year process, I remember um, I conceived like the very first time I was like, I'm ready to have a child. And then I was pregnant within five minutes and I'm like, this is it. This is everything that I've hoped for. And I've done the work and I've showed up and I'm such a good person. And then I lost that one as well. And so again, it was like more layers, more undoing, more unraveling, unraveling, and then to go on and lose another one just, it took me to so many different edges within myself. And what I know now being on the other side of that and being like my children are all here in the world is that if I had that first baby at the time when I, when I was pregnant, I wouldn't be the mother that they needed me to be. And even having these three little girls, it's like where I was when Ruby was born is so different than where I am when Frankie was born. And I feel like life conspires with us because it's a co-creation. It's not just about us. It's the egg and the sperm. And then this, this soul that wants to come through is that all of my children pushed me to an edge (laughs) to be the mother that they needed. Not how I wanted to show up or look like, or you know it's like I needed to become what they needed me to be, and so when you ask how has it changed, it's so different, and I think knowing them and seeing their little personalities it's 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 so beautiful to gain more insight and more wisdom around that. One of the things that that happened when I had my miscarriages and something that I I do like to talk about was there were so many women in my life that had been through that. It's so common and it's, and we just do not talk about it. There's so much shame. And I remember feeling so much shame about it. I'm like, I'm a woman. This is literally the only thing I'm meant to be doing. And my body can't even do it properly. And, and, you know, all of these other stories I was telling myself, I remember after the second one, I was just so emotionally distraught and I flew home to Australia just to have some R&R and I really wanted to be around my mum. And um, and I remember I, I was like, I need to go to my grandmother's house. I don't know why. It's just like this pool to go and see her. And my grandmother lives in Australia, an eight-hour drive from where I was. And it was like something was taking over me and I just jumped in my car and just drove eight hours and just sat with her and I I told her what had happened and I said, you know, I I just lost a baby. And she just she put her arms around me and she started crying and she just said, I lost one too. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was the first person she'd ever told. She was 87 years old. My grandfather didn't even know. Oh and God. so there, there's just, for me in that moment, it was just like, we need to talk about all of these things of being a woman, not the shiny, glittery parts that are fun, but the depths and the shadows and the pain and the the rising and the resurrection. All of that is, is the feminine, whether we are, are in a female body or not, and and we need to we need to talk about it so um my my motherhood journey you know even even when i had Frankie and and all of my births were entirely different too i had an emergency caesar and then i had a a very powerful um vaginal birth after that caesar and then my last birth with Frankie was the birth i'd always dreamed of which was just like me squatting in the backyard and bringing her out on my own with pat which was incredible but um and and going through all of those layers and and it's just really acknowledging ourselves in all of that because I I remember with um Ruby and I was becoming full full term and I flew back to Australia for her to be birthed and and the obstetrician said to me okay so this is your first pregnancy and I said yep, it's my first pregnancy, my first baby. And he said, Oh, you've had three miscarriages. And I said, Oh yeah. And he said, well, so this is your fourth baby. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I just, yes, this is my fourth pregnancy. I like, I, I didn't kind of acknowledge that because birth is still seen as like a medical condition instead of the sacred act of creation that it is. And so no matter what's happened to us as women, whether you're birthing an actual baby, whether you're a stepmama or a plant mama or a firm mama, or you're creating something incredible in the life because that creative energy is, is birth energy, we need to acknowledge all of these things for us to truly step into our wisdom. And I think getting older, you know, I'm, I'm turning 40 this year. Which I'm like having a mild freak out about, but that's another conversation. Um, in a in a funny way, um, it's like we need to own all these parts of ourselves. What's happened to our bodies? What's we've been through? And that's how we we turn that, those wounds into wisdom. And so, birth, miscarriages, being a mum it's 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 constantly this process of have I can do this i'm I'm doing this it's it's gonna be okay, and sitting with all parts of myself that are trying to tell me that I'm not doing it well enough mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those trust me it's a it's a lot of those yeah, I think we all have them yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm like
0: lacking words for a moment thank you for for the the depth and the vulnerability of of going to those places because mm-hmm. I do agree with you it needs to be spoken about more. There's so many women who go through the different versions of it. um, And we're not not, going to go into that theme, but including the women who deliberately choose to not become a, a birth mother of of a human, right. And have all these other forms that you just described of creating and being alive. Like we're, we're, birthing something every day right with every Mm. exhale
2: almost and thank you yeah incredibly Mm. beautiful
0: oh my god so 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 rich um we're we're slowly coming towards the end and i'm i'm wondering around your own practices are there any practices left we've spoken about the perfect not perfect and you know in a way like throwing it all out and 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 trusting and I'm wondering, in your own practice, is there anything that that is left for you? Like, yeah, those are the things that I know I I need to do. We did speak to the rest. Um, but anything that you, you're open to sharing about Kate's world of, of practices and self-care?
1: I think, um, I mean, I'm laughing on the inside because I just feel like I'm in the middle of a chaotic circus right now. <laughs> That's like, how are you what are your practices and I'm like ah survival (laughs) that's seriously how it feels but but again for me honey it's it's stripping it all back and it's just like what do I need in this moment and for me and I'm sure many women out there can relate it's like I need space and time to myself to regenerate and so how can I carve out that space and time for myself not to do something, but to just be with whatever that is. And so for me, like I'm, I'm a very busy woman. I I don't want to be, I mean, I glorified busy as, as being important for so many years. And I just don't subscribe to that anymore, but I'm still busy. I'm raising three small kids. I'm working. I'm I'm doing a a lot. And so I can't get an hour on the yoga mat every day. I, I just can't. And you know, before I had children, I was like, everyone can have an hour on the yoga mat. And I remember saying that to a client that had four kids. And I was like, you're just going to make the time. And I remember ringing that, that client after I had Ruby and I was like, I'm so sorry, I just didn't get it. And she was like, it's fine. But what can you do? Okay. What can you do? If you can get an hour on the yoga mat or whatever that looks like for you do that. But for me, it's like 15 minute chunks of time at the moment. And I don't feel my space so much anymore. Like I'd always be cooking and listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook when I'm driving or folding laundry and, you know, doing something. there was always just so much input coming into my body that I just would get completely overwhelmed at the littlest things. And so I just really have just made so much space around me as much as i can given my circumstances so space has been a huge one for me and and also a real really good lesson in boundaries you know a lot of the time when we say yes to someone that could mean saying no to ourselves and then that becomes a self betrayal it's like yeah i'll do that i'll do that i'll do that but i i'm betraying myself because what i really need to do now is just lie on the floor and get my legs up the wall, put my hands in my womb and and do some, you know, breathing, you know? And so it's, it's really getting in touch with my, my deeper needs, not on that level, but on that, that more nuanced, um, subcutaneous level of like, of, of the, the quieter feminine voice and, and what does, what does she need? And, um, So that's been a a big process and, you know, my practice now, it literally looks like going out and lying in a big starfish on the earth. Like that's just what I do. (laughs) That's how I, that's how I restore. Um, I'm really conscious at the moment about what, what's coming into my world in terms of who I'm following on Instagram and, um, those types of things as well. I haven't read a non-fiction book for two years. I've only, I've been consciously only consuming art. And that has made a profound difference in the way that my brain is operating. I feel more in touch with, um, you know, the writer inside of me and the, the creator inside of me, instead of, you know, looking at all of these books that I should read because I'm broken and I need to fix myself, just reading an amazing novel that just like, will magically transform something inside of me that needs transforming as well and being around good humans you know I think it's really important to take a inventory of like who are you spending all your time with um coming back to Australia was was really hard because I was in such a beautiful community in Bali for you know 11 years and had my soul family there and just those relationships as as you get older, they take time. You know, you can't just go on one date with a new friend and have that rapport and feel safe and that vulnerability. And of course, there's soul to soul connections where you get that instant, we know each other, we've got each other. But there's also so much that goes into building relationships that I feel like I'm starting all over again, in a way in like a in terms of the actual physical people around me, which is exciting. And it's also made me realize, you know, how epic people, just good, solid humans, you know, are so important to my well being. So important to my well being. Like, I'm at this point in my life where I can't do all the small talk and all the like, the bullshit anymore. I'm just like, let's be real, let's be here, let's, let's, you know, just. Masks off, authenticity at the forefront, like that's that's how I how I show up and and having other people that are willing to meet me in that space is so important for me. So um yeah, that's they have being my biggest things, I think. And just also being with my kids, like really being with them, just the stuff that they come out with, honestly. It's just like I'm like, who are you guys? <laughs> just the way that they see the world and those little minds that aren't tainted with heaviness and wounds and conditioning yet fingers crossed I'm doing my best to keep them wild and free um but kids are kids are extraordinary I mean and one of the biggest things about motherhood is like never underestimate them because I've had to have some big big conversations with my kids this year I mean Going through my accident um, was was huge for our whole family, and then we all got COVID, which was a really big thing. And then we've been through this natural disaster. As it's March, like it's like, oh my god! But what I've had to carry them through it's 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 big things for these little brains to try and piece together, and without you know trying to protect them in this world that's crazy and and without um you know sugarcoating anything I've I've had some really real conversations with them and how they responded has just been like phenomenal phenomenal so I love spending time with children because I I it, it it's just I mean they're so fun and adults are so boring anyway so it's <laughs> It's just—it really is healing for me in so many ways. Wow! Thank you. I
0: love listening to you, and and it's so genuinely. Not only is there a cookie cutter solution for a person, right? There's like you can't give a cookie cutter solution. It's not even for the moment, right? Are you saying it really depends on the moment? Like it like to just really go away from, from these five steps or whatever we're looking for, right? Of like, yeah. give me the solutions, give me the recipe
2: yeah.
0: um, and going back to really the instinct, right? Of like, what, what right this moment is needed and, yeah. and with those guidelines of the
2: connection, yeah. so
1: powerful. It's so powerful and it's so true. And just to add a tiny little piece there, when I was looking for the five steps or I want the like, you know, I want to feel like this, or I want to balance my hormones, or I want to do that. It's like, what part of me wants that? And if you can meet that part, then it becomes a truly healing experience. And so what I mean by that is when I'm looking for, um, how to sleep train my kids 101, how to, (laughs) how to lose baby weight, how to do this, how to do that. The part that that is searching for that is often I'm scared
2: mm-hmm.
1: or mm-hmm. I feel alone mm-hmm. or I'm overwhelmed yeah. or I'm, I feel like I'm going to get swallowed by this world. And, and if you can meet yourself, what I've learned to do is if you can meet yourself there and it's like, okay, well, if I feel scared, what do I need to feel safe in terms of buying some stoop, another, like, product off the internet that's going to sit on my computer and never get open. Like what, what do I need to feel safe in this moment? And so one of those beautiful things is, is asking who wants to know, you know, when we're, when we're off on those, Mm -hmm. finding Mm -hmm. those cookie cutter solutions, it's like, who wants, who wants to know and allowing that to come forward. That's been a real game changer for me and I I just Mm. wanted to share because hopefully that will be able to help Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you.
0: I'm wondering what's what's your um, what are you working on right now I know it's been humongous with the retreat center and the pandemic and we didn't touch on it very much and we know you know there's been a lot of changes for people so I'm curious what you're working on right now what lights you up in terms of creations
2: what's Mm. coming down
1: the pipeline well um yeah we covid changed our entire trajectory (laughs) we had like this not like a five-year plan but like a 18 month two-year trajectory we were on which looks like building our own retreat center up in Ubud in Bali and construction for that was underway. Um, And because of most of our clientele are international. So we we have people from all over fly to us in Bali and, and come to one of our retreats and that just all got halted. And so it wasn't, I know at the start of COVID, like a lot of people just jumped straight online and, I was really hesitant to do that because I didn't want it to be this knee jerk fear reaction of like, I've I've got to get this out there. And so it's given me a lot of time to really sit in the why again, why am I doing this? What's going to bring me alive? Because if I'm alive, my family's alive, my relationships are alive and other people will come alive. What's going to bring me alive? So the last two years have just been so much self inquiry. In saying that, I still have to run a business, feed my kids, pay our rent. You know, you can't just like take two years off and inquire about the soul's purpose of being on earth. Like, there's this practical element to it, which is like we, we're human beings and we need to survive. And so it's been beautiful, hard, challenging, overwhelming, and really moving to merge these two pieces and, and really bring forth something that is is meeting all of those needs. And um, so we're running retreats here in Australia, which has been so, so beautiful. Um, we, Pat's flying back to Bali soon, fingers crossed, to um, start putting some life into our half built retreat center there. So that's a big watch this space. And for me personally, I've, I've been, um, mentoring clients. So I've been taking men and women through, um, a, a journey together and it's really this weed seed and feeding journey. And so we do, it's called the three, the three moons because I'm, I'm with someone for three whole moons. So, we go really hard on the, the ritual with the new moon and the full moon. But I, I, I just sit with them and and I'm here to serve them in any which way is possible for them to step into their higher self. So um, my clients now all look at their diet, assess their diet, look at what they're eating, their lifestyle, um, their digestive system, their immune system, what's happening in the body, what's happening on that anatomic biochemical, you know, really dense level. And then also their mental health and what's going on there and their career and relationships and, you know, all the different pieces. And then we go up into where are they really self-sabotaging? What's their ancestral lineage that wants to come through the, the psychic debris that's hanging around past partners that need clearing what's holding them down Or in from not expressing the truth of who they are. And so, working with people one on one through that process has been the greatest joy of the last two years because um, I, you know, before a lot of my work was focused on speaking and writing and flying there for a keynote and and presenting that and, and bringing it all back down to this really one on one sacred containers and holding people in again, it's just, it's just felt so, so beautiful. Um, I only take on four people at a time, so it's very intimate and personal and, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm really loving doing. So yeah that's 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 what's happening at the moment and that could change next week knowing me but who knows (laughs) it sounds amazing
0: wow Mm. lucky lucky beings that get to be with you that up close yeah oh my god Cade, i i just felt even more in love with you and i've known you for almost a decade thank you so so much
1: thank you such wisdom and heart oh (sighs) Thank Thank you, you, and thank you for holding this space. You know, I love the name of this podcast, Sensitive Matters, because I I really think it's these moments when we can connect in vulnerability and heart-to-heart that humankind needs right now, and you're just holding such a potent vessel on top of all of the other things that you do and never stop creating jewelry. I will buy the, buy all of your pieces until the day I die. And I just love you so much, Angel. I love you. Love you
2: too, honey. Thank you
0: for joining us for sensitive matters. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe on Spotify, Google podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have a chance, please rate and review if you're listening via Apple Podcast, as it really helps more people discover the show to listen to these incredible conversations. This podcast is brought to you from Bali and made possible by my ethical jewelry company, Ananda Soul. You can check out our website and all of our ethically handmade jewelry at anandasoul.com. You'll also receive a $15 gift card on your first purchase when you subscribe to our newsletter, so make sure not to miss out on that as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more of Sensitive Matters with you.